I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Support. Curtis Fleming is there on the edge of the air. Fleming for What's Craig Hignett. Hit it, Higgy. Higgy hits the track. Abanelli coming alive again. Janino wants the ball played to him. Abanelli spots out. Emerson! Hello and welcome to the Board Breakdown podcast. Another lowdown show. How many lowdown shows do you want this week? Um, you know, it's all fifth. In about five, in about two or, two or three days, so absolutely insane. But this time it's a goalkeeper special. Um, and this time we're going to speak about Tom Glover and Sandy Deng both signed on multiple year deals. But to start things off, we'll uh, talk about how uh, Sandy Deng from QPR and we wanted to get a QPR perspective. So we spoke to Clive from Loft for Words to get his perspective and understanding on Boris's new goalkeeper. Sandy Deng, what can I tell you? Uh, good goalkeeper. I think uh, a very good signing for you guys at the price that you've got him due to his uh, his contract situation down here at Rangers. Main strength is a bit sort of a modern goalkeeper, I guess, in that uh, his shot stopping, weirdly, is is not all that great or, or particularly outstanding, but he's, he's pretty good at everything else. His distribution is his big strength uh, out of hand uh, and with his feet. Uh, it was a big part of the way that Mark Warburton's QPR played playing out from Seni Dieng and our half-hearted promotion campaign fell apart when he got injured the, the season before last in January. So he was, a, he was a big part of that. And of course, we've gone down Gareth Ainsworth's route now, so uh, we don't really need a goalkeeper that can pass the ball. So yeah, it's a big strength with his distribution um, and uh, has, a, has a history of coming up for corners and scoring, did so for us at Sunderland. Quite a late bloomer, actually, if you, if you look at his career. Um, we loaned him out multiple times, lower divisions and non-league, while Joe Lumley was keeping goal for us, which was strange, obviously, because you've seen Joe Lumley play. Yeah, so quite a late bloom. I think he came into our team about 25, 26, and he's already 29 now. So he's he's not as young as it would appear, given that he sort of came out of our academy. Command of box, really, really good. Likes to, if you've got a free kick coming into the area in the 89th minute, he likes to stride out and claim it in the middle of a big crowd and, you know, take the applause and the huge cheers that come with that. Um, so, yeah, command of area, very, very good. Like all QPR players, he really suffered last season when our, our season fell apart after Mick Beale left. We, um, I mean, you saw how bad we were at the Riverside. 
We won two of 28 games at one point. Everybody's form created. Dieng made a lot of mistakes last year. We totted them up for our end of term report and there was six or seven sort of really poor goalkeeping errors. If you can bear to watch the highlights of our 6-1 defeat at Blackpool, which was about the, the nadir of the whole campaign, he, he may as well not have, we may as well have played without a goalkeeper that night for all the, the use he was. Um, I'm not sure how much you guys should worry about that or hold it against him. Everybody was terrible at QPR last year. Morale was at rock bottom and frankly... I wouldn't have wanted to keep goal behind Jake Clark-Salter, Leon Balogun, Rob Dickey and uh, Jimmy Dunn, who are our four centre-backs, all in various stages of nervous breakdown last season. So I'm not sure I would hold that against him. If QPR was signing Senny Dia now from somewhere else for £2 million, I would think that that was a really, really good deal and I'd be excited about it. Um, so yeah, good luck with it and uh, God knows what we're going to get to replace him. So thank you very much uh, for that, Clive. Um... Lockpick's response, D, um, mainly just due to QPR's really poor season uh, last last year. Um, but what's your thoughts on on the deal? And what do you think of the end? I think it's a potentially good deal for us. I think <clears throat> it's easy to look at at last season and listen. I understand the trepidation from Borough fans because, firstly, we're signing another goalkeeper from QPR after the Joe Lumley experiment mm. and also we don't have a particularly strong track record with goalkeepers from recent seasons going back to you know the Warnock era where we had Marcus Bettinelli and Jordan Archer and then bringing in Joe Lumley and having Luke Daniels be his number two and even with Zach Stefan it took Borough fans a while to actually warm to Zach Stefan mm. so we, we we don't have the trust in the recruitment team yet probably but the seasons before that, Senny Dieng was a good performing goalkeeper, minus 5.7 preventive goals last season. But before that, it was 1.67 and net positive. And then in the season before that, it was 4.6. That's all via Scout, who are not always the best and most reliable in terms of expected data. But it was just it was as good as I could get in terms of an archive. Um, I said that weirdly. Um, but yeah, our goalkeeper doesn't need to be spectacular. They just need to fit the style. and. Senny Dieng does. His distribution is is his strong suit. He has that Zach Steffen composure about him. Listen, if you put a goalkeeper like Senny Dieng in the Gareth Ainsworth team, you're not going to see the best of him because his his strengths are his distribution. He is, as Clive said, very much the modern day goalkeeper. And you're playing in a Gareth Ainsworth side that probably prides itself on on long balls. So. The distribution is the strong point. Obviously, the potential negative is his shot stopping, which a lot of fans will say, well, that's the, the job of a goalkeeper at the end of the day. However, if you have a better defence in front of the goalkeeper, they don't need to be called into action as much. And I think we've got a much better defence than, than QPR does. Clive did say that his shot stopping was a bit average. Statistically, it, it definitely fits that narrative. In regards to post-shot XG, which is XG based on how likely a goalkeeper is to save a shot, Dieng last season was minus 3.6, which obviously isn't good. Mm. Uh, Zach Steffen, to compare, was minus 3.1. But I thoroughly believe in a better team with a better defence in front of him, with a style that actually suits Senny Dieng as a footballer, that we'll probably see much better from him than what the QPR fans did last season. Yeah, so I think for, for me, for me as well, Dio, I think it's a really good signing, but also context in data matters. Um, you know, when we're looking at his statistics from the previous season, you know, QPR weren't particularly great. They faced a lot of shots. You know, they were really poor defensively. They had a number of issues um, stylistically. They changed. 
So all of that bubbling underneath the surface will have a dictation of how that data is perceived. So for me, when on on the face of it, and when we've looked at saying in, in the past, I think it's a relatively good signing. I think from for me, you know, the the one characteristic which stands out for me is his distribution. I personally think his distribution is quite good, and we've spoke at length on this podcast around distribution and why it really matters now, especially when we're playing through the thirds a lot more, building up from 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 a goal kick. And I feel like he can really contribute to that as well. I think he's quite good off his line. Uh, I mean, apart from that game where he did play against QPI in the COVID <laughs> season where he nearly killed someone. Um, but, but besides that, I think it's relatively good. And I appreciate like when you're a goalkeeper, everything's under the microscope and things are going to be... You, Things aren't going to be great all the time, and when you do make a mistake, you know the the worst case scenario tends to happen. So for me, on the face of it, his distribution is probably the reason why we've signed him, and probably when we look at the cover in a second, it'd be the same thing as well. Um, that we, we're looking to bring the, a specific type of goalkeeper to fit our style and not the other way, uh, not a different way. Let's have a look at the forums, Dave, because I'm very intrigued to see what QPR fans think of him because. Last season, there was so public, there was so bad QPR, and that'll probably that may probably be reflected in the fans' opinion, right? Yeah, it's it, it's a strange one with the QPR fans because they are coming off the back of uh, of a really poor season. They were charting so so poorly, and at one point, I thought they were going to get relegated because they just couldn't pick up a win for love nor money. So off the back of that, when you come in into the the off season after that kind of campaign you can't expect the fans to be positive about any of the players that they've watched. So there's a bit of recency bias in a lot of the QPR fans. They're a bit sensationalised in their celebrations of, of Seni Dieng, when actually, if they probably take a step back and take the emotion out of things and look at Seni Dieng's QPR career uh, as the whole lens, then they would probably be far more favourable towards him. So the sensationalised tweets, I wouldn't really put too much weight on them. On the forums, a couple of opinions here. Someone says that it's a bargain for Borough, if true. This was obviously before it was confirmed. Last season aside, our most consistent player. Another one says, a good goalkeeper who regressed slightly last year. Another said, I think he'll be a huge miss, very hard to replace. Quality at this level, in my honest opinion. And then another one said, his distribution is very good, but under Gareth Ainsworth, I don't see it so much as we won't be playing out from the back in the same way. A very good keeper, sad he's going, but not the loss it was, in my opinion. So obviously, last season has changed a few QPR opinions on Seni Dieng, but you know, one bad season does not make a bad footballer. And yeah, he, he did regress last season. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. And the intrigue is in how he improves on that. Is it going to be that this is what Senny Dieng is? You know, he can't make it so that that season becomes a reoccurring theme and that he just keeps performing poorly the Borough move might just give him a new lease of life. Because whenever I think of bad defences in the Championship, my mind goes straight to QPR, straight to QPR. <laughs> I think in a better team with a style of play that suits them more, then I think Semi Dieng could be a, a success here, or so we hope anyway. Yeah, I'm very intrigued to see how QPR do next season under Gareth Ainsworth. But... You know, let's move on. We, you know, because Dieng wasn't the only keeper we signed this week. We signed Tom Glover. It took him 28 hours to get to Portugal. Um, so I bet he was absolutely shattered. Um, but, you know, we don't always watch the A-League. We have Wise Scout, of course. We can look at the analysis. But I feel like we need an A-League analyst to get us over the line here, Dana. Uh, we spoke to Peter Petrov to get his uh, perspective on Bora's new Aussie shot stopper. Hi, Bora Breakdown. This is Peter Petrov, experienced A-League analyst in, at football. Raider and freelance talent scout. Basically, Tom Glover is a 25-year-old Australian international. He's been playing for Melbourne City, the best and most successful Australian club team over the, fa- the last four or five years. He's been there since 2019 when he joined from Tottenham Hotspur where he came through their academy. Basically, Glover has been their number one choice from almost the start. He took over from Dean Bozanis when Bozanis was uh, off injured. Uh, Glover impressed in the 2019-2020 season and since then he's been their number one choice. His strong points are his uh, 1v1 saving uh, his reflex and his footwork is decent but not fantastic especially considering that he's playing for a a cfg team uh, something that's really really important for uh, for clubs from the cfg system as we know uh, teams like manchester city who really want to play short from the back and use their keeper so yeah, that's very important. Glover is a decent uh, passer of the ball, but not not elite. He's coming off the back of a of a great season. He uh, he improved massively during the 22-23 season, uh, playing under Patrick Snorbo and then Rado Vidosic, winning the Premier's plate once again with City, but losing the the final, the league's final, and uh, against Central Coast Mariners where despite conceding six goals, he was arguably City's best player. Uh, if he wasn't there, I guess they could have probably lost with like a double margin uh, result. So yeah, Glover has been decent this season, but on the contrary, he's been pretty, he was pretty poor last year. So you can say that he's been pretty inconsistent throughout his spell for City. 
he's had blips and he's considered some really really cheap goals especially last year when he cost City multiple points in the league and almost uh, cost the the Premier's played for them. And that's why I believe that, especially after the Sany Dieng news, I'm pretty sure that Glover will be coming in as a number two for Boro. Uh, as I said, he's a good shot stopper. His passing is from average to decent, but he tends to be a bit shaky in moments. His positioning definitely, definitely needs work. He gets caught off guard on, on occasions. He's coming out for crosses isn't ideal so he's 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 a decent keeper but definitely uh, I don't believe that he's good enough to start for a team that will be pushing for promotion to the Premier League so that's it for me guys thank you a lot thanks for having me and I hope you enjoy everything I said and I hope you enjoy Tom Grover as a city player uh, as a borough player of course thank you very much uh Peter I really do appreciate uh, that so then next reviews uh, there from Pia. So what, what do you think about Borough's uh, shot stopper? To be honest, he's likely going to be the number two, isn't he? Interestingly, with Dieng, just bringing him back into the conversation here, he will be unavailable due to the African Cup of Nations in 2024 for a month between January and February. He could well be their number one. There's a massive incentive there for Diang actually to be their number one because the only other player that I can think of anyway in, in terms of the goalkeeper conversation is Edward Mendy, who has not had a good 12 to 18 months. So with Tom Glover, he will. it's either between him and, and, and Leah Roberts. Don't count out Leah Roberts. It'll be between them two to divide for that number one jersey whilst Sony Diang is um, away with the Senegalese national team um, and the African Cup of Nations. So with Tom Glover... As Peter said, he's a decent shot stopper, but with the ball at his feet, he could probably fit in, but he's been a little bit shaky, hasn't he, from what we've heard and what we've seen. And um, it's it's not a signing that's going to excite anyone, really, unfortunately for Tom Glover, because it's just the nature of the position that he plays in. But he can and probably will step up. And, and hopefully when he does, you know, he can he could be a decent goalkeeper for us. Because as I said, we don't need to have spectacular goalkeepers. Dimmy was never a spectacular goalkeeper for us, but he was solid enough and he had a decent defence in front of him. So, so long as the defence in front of these goalkeepers, whoever plays, is decent, then I think we could see a good return on the on the keepers between the sticks as well. Yeah, and look, I'm intrigued by this, this signing as well. I think you know, the one standout for me was City Group, you know, Melbourne mm-hmm. City, owned by the same one as Manchester City. And, you know, they all have a very similar style. You know, they want to play it from the back. They want to have the similar patterns. They want to play in a specific way. So a goalkeeper like from this will probably follow the same type of style as every other goalkeeper. You know, we've seen that he's, he's relatively quite decent from kicking the, uh, from, from his kicking and also from the, from the build-up play, which is good. But also we've seen when what Peter was saying there, the highs are great, but the lows are very low. So it's just that consistency with... The hardest thing to do in football, if you're consistent, you play at the top. That is where you are. If you're very inconsistent, you go down and you keep going down and you keep going down from there. So, yeah, I'm very intrigued by it. You know, we haven't seen a lot of, of, of Tom Glover just yet. You know, there's there's only a very limited amount of data that we've been able to pull from it. But also, I think it's a a good shot stopper to have to push Dieng as well. And also Liam Roberts is very, very good to push someone as well. So, you know, we have three goalkeepers now, and obviously with Solbring potentially going out to, to the Orient. So we've got three goalkeepers there who are probably really willing to fight for this shirt and to try and get the number one spot. 
I think Dieng does get that first spot. I think there's between Glover and, and Roberts to get that number two. But saying that, you know, we all want them to play a specific style. They have to contribute from playing up from the back. That is the biggest thing that we can have from any goalkeepers. So I'm very very intrigued to see what the, the eye tests uh, suggests on, on Glover more than Dieng. But yeah, I'm very intrigued uh, by the signing. So you're saying there, Dana, that Dieng is going to be number one. Glover's going to be number two with, with Roberts. So if you were to rate the signing then, We'll like to finish the the lowdowns off that we've done this week. You want to rate <laughs> this these two signings? Where would the rate for you? I think with Dieng, I don't want to fully commit to a four. I'm going to say a three point five because he has the potential to fit into the into the team and to be a good goalkeeper. But coming off the back of last season, in which he was performing poorly. You don't know whether that is an anomaly or whether that can be the trend now. So there's the intrigue and the slight worry. Uh, with with Glover, probably just a three, solid. You know, we brought him in because he somewhat fits the, the style of play distribution out from the back. That cannot be understated, by the way. A lot of people will say, well, goalkeepers should just be able to save goals and stop them from going in. But the way that Michael Carrick's middles were played, we've seen enough of it now to know that it is a very important point of our style of play and it should never, ever be taken lightly. It's quite clearly the blueprint of what we want to do in terms of our goalkeeper signing. So... I think they're solid and they have the potential to be, you know, we have the potential to look back and reflect on them as, as good signs, particularly with Dieng as well, because I think we can maximise his strengths given the way that we play football. Mm. Yeah, and, and for me, I, I want to go three for the pair of them. You know, I think with goalkeepers, it's difficult because you're only as good as your defence and also, like, game state, is really difficult for for goalkeepers as well. You know, what I mean, like what things that happen in games can change the way that you approach things. You know, will you be more rushed when you're catching the ball? Will you be trying to like, you know, are you under the cosh quite a lot? There's a lot of different narratives, I think, which is different to like the players that we've signed and spoke about this week. You know, where they can play in multiple positions. You can't put a goalkeeper up front unless you're sending Dieng <laughs> where he did score against Sunderland. So who knows? Um, got two yeah, goals in his career actually, yeah, sending Dieng. So he's prolific. So there you- Goals say? everywhere, goals everywhere. Um, but yeah, I think three. I mean, I, I, I think I'd be really intrigued to see how they do um, this season. I definitely think Saint Dieng is going to be the number one, and what's going to be really key is distribution. That is the one thing I think the one key take I think anyone wants to have from this bug or the lowdown that we've had today um, is that if their distribution is very, very good, which have both been mentioned. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 
then we've got they're, they're going to fit the system. So I'm very intrigued to to see what that looks like. But Dan, I thank you very much uh, for joining me and to the listeners and the viewers. Thank you very much uh, for listening to us and watching us. You've had a flurry of lowdown videos uh, over the last couple of days, so we really hope you've enjoyed those. And we're not done yet. There'll be some signings to come. Um, just hopefully not six in his three day six and three days which we've had to like rush around like headless chickens to get them done and uh, but for right now this has been a goalkeeper special lowdown podcast and that was my boy master chatter in a pod put the boy breakdown <laughs>